Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Facebook, Twitch, and everybody else out there. It's your boy KB. It's Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 374. And joining me for the first time in a long time, because our good friend and my now brother-in-law, Matt Castarina, is on his mini-moon with my sister. So Dom Ponteri is back on the main pod for the first time in a long time. What's up? What's up, Let's get it. Let's go. Uh, we got a lot to dive into tonight. We got a full-blown rundown uh, with everything Philly sports. We got our viral video of the week. I'm going to let Dom go in on a little top in since there was no top ins this week. We had a, a big announcement with Tottenham hiring a new manager, which the boys talked about this guy on the last episode of top in. So if you're not with top ins, you should be. And uh, I'll also give the Buffs and Snuff Survivor update at the end of the show. But before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who allow us to do this crazy nonsense each and every week. Our friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Dom, this hoodie I'm wearing right now? From the Tomahawk Shades Fall Apparel Collection. It is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever put on my body. It well, is ridiculous. It is to, uh, get some. super warm, super comfortable, fits really nice. Uh, and, of course, you guys know the blue light glasses, the sunglasses, and everything in between to TomahawkShades.com. They're the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. They've been rocking with us for a long time now. Go to TomahawkShades.com, support the homies, and use our code USP to let them know we sent you. You get 25% off your entire order. There's They don't give promo codes out like that to nobody. Go to TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP, 25% off your entire order. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Guys, Stateside is here. The fall is here. But it's never too late to crack open the Stateside Vodka Vodka Soda Party Packs. They're here. It's real vodka, real juice. None of that added stuff in there and some of those other malt liquors that they're throwing out there trying to advertise to you. Stateside's the real deal. Plus, their vodka is actively hydrating vodka. You're going to stay hydrated when you're throwing these things back. Go to statesidevodka.com now. you got to be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the homies over at Kenwood Beer, you got to support local. Why are you going to go and get these other light lagers out there when you can go right in your backyard, right in Philadelphia, this place is rocking and rolling. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com, and you can use the Kenny. What other beer company, Dom, do you know has a tracker to let you know what places have their beer on tap? I, I can't tell you a single one, Kyle. Exactly. Kenwood. Only once. Use the Kenny tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got ice-cold Kennys on tap. 
You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. We don't want anybody acting crazy out there. You got to drink responsibly with our friends at Kenwood Beer. Dom, we're out here living the dream. We got to get the phrase out there since Matt's not here, but we're living the dream uh, because I think the Sixers, they finally nailed it with the alternate jersey. The Spectrum Edition jerseys, they fully, you know, rolled those things out red carpet style, brought us with a blast from the past, and these things look stunning. Dude, I when I they first like rolled it out, right? And they and like the leaks or whatever came out and and uh, I, I remember going on Twitter and people not liking the the concept, people not liking the look of the jersey, and then they started rolling out these pictures of the full uniform on the players and stuff. And I was looking at them, and I go, you know what? These, these things are serious. I, I really, really like them. And, and the whole ad concept, you know, that they're doing with the, all the throwback stuff and posters and, and to kind of pay homage to the old older generation of Sixers players when the Spectrum was around, I think I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, they're using the, the viewfinders, the old dial phones and everything. The pictures look amazing from the Sixers media team who simply never misses. Um, and the jerseys, outside of the, the silly, uh, you know, crypto sponsor patch on there, um, <laughs> they look amazing. Uh, I love. I think the navy blue looks great with the Sixers, like, just logos and having the Spectrum colors in there. They're wearing them tonight uh, in their game against the Bulls, which we'll, we'll preview a little bit of. But I'm very excited to, one, see these jerseys on – guys in real life but i need to get my hands on one of these because this is one yeah. of the best alternate jerseys the sixers have released arguably ever yeah i like this a lot better than the cream ones we've had over the last few yeah. years including the one with the liberty bell on it i think this one like like you said i agree this is one of the best alternates that they've had in a long long time yeah because they had the cream liberty bell they had the cream script which i think was nice kind of looked like you know the declaration of independence type deal uh then they had like their uh their playoff jerseys that they got for making the playoffs that were all gray to kind of like pay those were nice creed those were nice but then they were like oh here's your earned edition ones and it's the same jersey but it's white yeah. and it was like can we get a little creative here guys like what are we doing um i think paying homage to something that so many people like grew up going to sixers games at the spectrum going to events at the spectrum um i think that's super dope that they incorporated that into the jersey and brought it to life the the script on them looks amazing and i'm just ready to see joel and be terrorized the chicago bulls wearing these jerseys tonight i love it i love it um they are playing the bulls tonight uh old fan favorite sixers legend nick vucevic in town um but they won't have tobias harris they won't have danny green danny green out with that hamstring injury tobias out with the health and safety protocols doc rivers gave an update today on that said tobias not doing too great um you know he said some players are out there saying you know it, it didn't really affect them tobias it's hitting him a little harder so hopefully tobias you know recovers uh as quickly as possible and as healthily as possible but the sixers playing a six and one bulls team that's been revamped that matt and i have talked about the bulls and i think tonight is the first time we'll see the real chicago bulls and see if they're for real playing against you know joel Embiid, playing against some of the players on this sixers team They've, they're 6-1 and one to start the season, the Bulls are, but they've played absolutely nobody. They're going to go on a stretch of playing, you know, perennial playoff teams over the next couple of weeks, but they're going to be a fun team to watch all season with the, the additions that they made this year from 
Alex Caruso to having Zach Levine back, Nick Vucevic at the trade deadline last year. Uh, they got DeMar DeRozan on their team. So they're a fun team to watch. Don't know how long this stretch of success they'll have uh, to start this season will last. But, again, it's going to be a, a tall task for the Sixers without two of their five starters. And, of course, number 25 still not on the court for them. Uh, you know, that, that's that's a whole different thing. But, uh, you know, Danny Green is a, is a nice three-point threat for the Sixers. So uh, that's, always, that's always rough when you can't always spread the floor as much as you want. Uh, Doc has to get kind of, you know, creative with the lineup. And, yeah, the Bulls haven't really played anybody of merit. You know, they did beat the Celtics by 14. Uh, they beat the Jazz. So a couple of these teams aren't slouches. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, the Knicks have honestly been a good team as well. They had a close game with them. Uh, I do like Lonzo Ball on this team, especially with some of the high flyers. You know, he likes to pass the ball. They've they've already shown some alley-oop sets and stuff like that where he's just standing at half court and can put a pinpoint pass. So – it, this is this is a sneaky good team, and and you know with the Sixers being out, one of the you know their most reliable players and one of their best three point shooters, it, it kind of it's kind of a tall task, but you know hopefully they they push through and you know can see the victory out. Bit of a smaller esque lineup tonight too, in terms of just who's starting. Joel Embiid obviously starting tonight, but it's gonna be Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Joel. Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thibel all starting tonight. So George Niang will come off the bench. Um, he's become like the fan favorite of this team, signing in free agency from the Jazz. Uh, they're talking about this minivan story, which I haven't really been able to dive too deep into. I know Kate Scott, who is uh, going to be a future guest on the pod, new Sixers play-by-play announcer uh, on NBC Sports Philadelphia, has talked about it. Um, which I'm going to pull it up here. There's like a whole thing about George Niang and this uh, this minivan type deal. He's got shirts with minivans. And, you know, this weekend, obviously, the boy, Matt, got married, and we were, uh, you know, going ham on the, the sidewalk NYC uh, phrases and everything. And obviously, the Knicks have adopted Bing Bong, but the, the Sixers uh, tweeting out a picture of George Niang tonight, and uh, the caption's uh, beep, beep. <laughs> so from I I did a very fast Google search and it took me to a Reddit page. Um, apparently, <clears throat> minivan is his nickname. Okay. Um, apparently, in an interview, he said he was the minivan to Donovan Mitchell's Ferrari in an interview once. So <laughs> it kind of just stuck as his nickname, which is kind of funny. That's pretty funny. I actually just started following him uh, on Instagram the other day because the Sixers tweeted out a picture of him and he looked tough. So he was like. He was all hyped up, so you know I had to I had to throw that over his way. He's been very good this year. Like from everything that, uh, from games I've been able to actually watch, and then from the Sixers, you know, just posting clips of him performing in games and having big time plays that have you know swung momentum one way or another. He's been a very good addition. Uh, Matt and I have talked about it. If we hear somebody compare like the upgrade of Mike Scott to George Niang one more time this season we're going to pull our hair out because obviously like Mike Scott's the boy, he's our homie for life. He's like helped change the trajectory of this company uh, from just interacting and supporting us. But obviously where Mike Scott was in his career to where George Niang is in his career, you would hope that it's an upgrade for the Sixers at that position. And he's done just that. And he's been a fantastic uh, piece of the puzzle that hopefully continues to, you know, find its way. But, 
the Sixers seem to be in a state of just being stuck almost until something happens with Ben Simmons. He, you know, the Shams report today, they reached out to him once again, still says he's not uh, mentally ready to, to be back out on the court. There's no timetable for his return. And it's only going to continue to just go on and on. And obviously, preface this, if Ben Simmons is dealing you know, with mental health struggles and, and stuff like that, we hope he gets the help that he needs. And hopefully he's being proactive about that help. Um, but I mean, this saga is just going to continue on and on. When the Sixers played the Blazers, we obviously had the We Want Lillard chance when he's at the free throw line. Uh, he addressed it in his post-game press conference saying, you know, it's the city of brotherly love. and They show me love. Um, I mean, Dame, just say the word. We'll get you out of Portland, buddy. Your, your team's not too hot. We'll we'll get you to where uh, you have an opportunity to win. But we'll save it. We'll save you, bud. We're, it's we'll, been we'll such a you. weird start to the year just because of all this Ben Simmons drama, and it, it almost seems like there's just no end in sight. I mean, you know, part of me wants to say, look, we've seen this since college, right? This is he gets disinterested in in playing uh, when the team is struggling. And, or, you know, the team doesn't reach what he hoped of reaching, right? And, and uh, focus on other things. And then another part wants to, you know, believe the whole, you know, there are other things off the court that he's dealing with that, you know, we do hope that he can get handled if he is seeking the correct help and, and, and you know, doing that in a diligent manner, uh, which is a whole nother thing to dive into Ben Simmons about. But, <clears throat> um, you know, it, it, it's a distraction for the team. It seems like every time that team, the, the other players are in press conferences, there's always a Ben Simmons question asked, you know, uh, and, and the sooner that it can get solved, whether, you know, he does it himself and gets ready to come back and play and, and, and can move on from this or that he has to get traded, you know, whatever it may be, I'd rather it be sooner than later. Yeah, I mean – you obviously haven't been on the show for like this show for a while, but like, do you think Ben Simmons plays for the Sixers ever again? Cause I personally just don't see how you can put him on the floor, whether it's a home or an away game in a Sixers uniform and just allow that to kind of like manifest itself into what we all know it would become, especially if it's a home game. There's been too much damage done already. You know, right. especially for a home game. Like, you put him out on that court and, and the Sixers are going to get booed the entire time, no matter what he does. Uh, he, goes, he could have a 30-point triple-double and, and he'll still get booed, right? So He could go out he, there shooting threes left and right and he would still get booed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's a shame to say that's what's going to happen, but, you know, the, the damage has been done more than what any game performance can do. And... You know, there's chemistry that's building between players that aren't Ben Simmons, you know, on this team. And guys are kind of stepping up into into certain roles. And you just add a divisive player like Ben into the mix, and it's just going to screw everything up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I, I don't see how they can allow it to happen either, where like the front office and, and Doc Rivers can just be like, yeah, we're going to we're just going to allow him to go out there and play and see what happens. You have to send uh, a message. Exactly. It, it's just one of those things where like, you just can't, you can't let that kind of unravel 
in front of your fan base and in front of the rest of the guys on the team that are proactively, you know, here and, and wanting to play for this team um, and are trying to win a championship a la Joel Embiid. And you just can't continue to let it be, you know, the off-court distraction that it's been because whenever you talk about the Sixers, whether it's mainstream media, other podcasts, blogs, whatever it may be, Ben Simmons' name comes up even if you're not talking about Ben Simmons. And it's just going to continue to be that way until a trade happens. Yep. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And I mean, like you said, you know, there's other guys building chemistry and everything, um, you know, on the court right now. And uh, Daryl Morey tweeting out uh, just yesterday, Sixers fans, we need a nickname for our opponent wrecking offense and defense dynamic duo being Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thibel, uh, who have just been absolutely ridiculous together uh, offensively and defensively, respectfully. They... Uh, it's weird to say because as Sixers fans, you know, the Furkan Korkmaz experience has been a, a roller coaster of events and he's finding his way over the last couple seasons and, and becoming a pivotal part of what this team is trying to do. Um, and it's crazy to think about that, that like Furkan Korkmaz is such an important piece to this puzzle right now. And uh, somebody said that their nickname should be uh, Make It Take It. <laughs> Why is that? Because Furkan makes the threes, Matisse makes the steals. Uh, it went over my head for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was from uh, Stole the Great Eight on Twitter. Shout out to him. But uh, it, it is wild to think that like Furkan Gorkmaz has like cemented himself as such an important piece of the Sixers. Well, he was one of the kind of draft and stash players that the Sixers used one of their process picks for. Mm-hmm. So... You know, the, these these draft and stash, the process picks, these were all guys that were supposed to help play a big part in the team eventually anyway. So the fact that Furkan finally came over, the fact that, you know, yeah, he did have, you know, a rough time adjusting to the speed and physicality of the NBA, but he found his niche and his role. And he's kind of grown in his role since then, right? He used to just be the corner three guy. And then he saw more time on the ball. He's more involved in the offense. And now, you know, He's, he's one of these guys, like you said, that's that's a main role player, main three-point threat for the Sixers. It, it's great. And and for as controversial or as criticized the Tybal pick was, I, he, I, I love how gritty of a defender he is. That's the, the one end of the basketball court that I love is, is defense and what he can do. I mean, he'll block anybody. Uh, who would he, he blocked the same guy twice in, in the last game? Who was it? I, oh, I forget who it was. I know what you're talking about, the, too. The Sixers, the Sixers posted a, a video of it on their Instagram, but it's like a it's like a name, it's like a 
name you hear around the league a lot. I just can't think of who it was. Um, I'm going to have to look this up because it's bothering me now. But regardless, so I'm not rambling on, you know, the fact that he's able to do that. He hustles to every rebound. He hustles to get blocks. He hustles to get steals. He's he's every fantasy NBA player's like godsend. Mm-hmm. Like he does it all. And and having that kind of player, that utility, he can guard the one through four. You know, having that on your team is is, is just so helpful and so beneficial. And I mean, he can score too. He's no slouch. So uh, that's a that's a it's a really good duo for the Sixers to have. They just need to come into their own with everybody else around them. It's Cam you know what Reddish. I mean? Cam Reddish, yeah. Well, Somebody who a lot of people, especially last year, were like, yo, Cam is real. Cam. Third third overall draft pick in the in, in his draft. And look, easy. Like, easy blocks. So, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Matisse fan. Isn't it huge absurd Matisse that Corkmans was drafted the same year we drafted Ben? And Korkmaz feels like he's like 30, but he's literally only 24 years old. That's, That's insane. Kind of I didn't even realize that. Like how young he is that. and like how experienced he is combined. Is well, nuts. yeah, because he was playing at a younger age in Europe mm-hmm. at a professional level. It's kind of like that same thing with like Luca, right? Yeah. He like played from a young age at a high level. So you you do have that more experienced and like refined kind of style to his game, even though he's 24. Which is so crazy. And like just the experience he has from playing overseas and now like like we've said, being a pivotal part of what the Sixers are trying to do offensively. Um he's like one of the main guys coming off the bench. Like he's a guy that you can plug into the starting lineup on nights like this, and he's somebody that the the Sixers are trying to rely on even when uh you know, their coaches and all that great. <laughs> I think he started tonight. Yeah, he's starting tonight. Him and Thibel yeah. are starting tonight. He um, has uh, five points, one rebound. There you go. Real hooper hours for Ken Korkmaz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll keep up to, uh, everybody up to date with the Sixers score tonight throughout the pod, too, as long as we're live uh, playing against the Bulls. But, uh, Dom, I figured, you know, when uh when we used to yell about baseball together, you always had a vendetta against a certain mascot. Yeah, don't, don't stop. And now stop. that stupid mascot stop. is a World Series champion. I hate that they get to celebrate. <laughs> stop it. I was sick to my stomach when I saw that the Braves were just up by a gazillion runs and won the World Series yesterday. Um and it just makes me yearn for the glory days of the Phillies when we were in high school. That run was just some of the best baseball we've ever seen. And now every single team in the NL East has made the playoffs at least once since the last time the Phillies made the playoffs, which was 2011. And two... Or no, I'm sorry, three of the four other NLEs teams have made it to the World Series, and two of those three teams over the last two ye- over the last three years have won the World Series. When when do we get to be released from this hellscape? Fun. Yeah. Like the Nationals and the Braves are now World Series champions in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one. The the New York Cicada Mets 
made it to the World Series in 2015 and thankfully lost. And the Marlins made the the COVID playoffs last season in the shortened season where like half the league made the playoffs and the Phillies couldn't even get in that. It, it goes to show that they want to spend money, but they don't do it enough. Not right? at all. We were talking about this over the weekend. You know, they 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 went out, they they paid for Bryce Harper. It, the the move was beneficial to the team. He's producing, but who else? Right. Paid for him, paid for Zach Wheeler, two phenomenal signings. It, but there's nothing else there. It it seems like a broken record every single year I watch the Phillies that the bullpen just has issues. There's no consistency in the issues. pitching. There's it's, no it's, good like one of the, I think one of the funniest bits that the Philadelphia Phillies have employed over the last decade about is that they just truly don't care about defense. Nope. They throw guys like there was a lineup that friend of the show Johnny Heller writes for Phillies Nation always throws out there every once in a while back in like 2019 or 2018. Phillies had like five first basemen in their starting lineup playing various positions. Like they just truly don't and I'm hoping things will change now that they've brought in Brian Barber over the last couple of years to be the head of the scouting department and, and things are changing in that direction, but that's not going to show immediate changes. That's going to take time. It's going to be at least another four or five years before we see the fruits of those labors and see if that pays off. Uh, but like going into this off season, not the off seasons here, players are now officially free agents since the world series is over. You need a left fielder because the Phillies have officially declined the 2022 club option on Andrew McCutcheon, which makes a ton of sense. Yes, I love Kutch, but he's getting up there, and you need somebody who can proactively play left field on a daily basis that has much better defensive skills than Kutch does right now at this point in his career. They declined the 2022 club option on number 37. Thank the Lord. He stinks. I don't know why he was out there all season. He's terrible. Get a real center fielder. You haven't the Phillies haven't had a real center fielder who can play quality major league defense since Shane Victorino. Think about that. That's wild. <laughs> like it's actually wild. They have not employed a center fielder that can play legitimate outfield defense since Shane Victorino. It's been like two it's been a decade. Yeah. They traded Victorino in twenty twelve. Uh, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, when's the last time we had a legit center fielder? And it was Shane Victorino. Why must we be fans of teams with with just incompetent front offices? It, it seems <sighs> every, all four major sports, it, it doesn't matter which one you talk about. You're going to hear the same thing said about every single team. The front office has no idea what they're doing. And it's like, why? Why is that the case? Exactly. And I said this on uh, last week's pod with Matt. I said, we're in a sad state of affairs right now, coaching-wise, in Philadelphia, when I'd say universally you could say the best coach in Philadelphia right now is Elaine Vigneault. Who? The Flyers head coach. Exactly. A guy oh, who is God. more known for his initials and going by his initials of AV than Doc Rivers, who has been pretty awful as Sixers head coach across the board. Joe Girardi has been 
no more useful than a wet paper towel for the Philadelphia Phillies. And, you know, we're, we're growing roots over at Lincoln Financial Field with the Eagles, with Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird to me. When, when I saw that the Phillies appointed Girardi, I was like, you know what? This could work. You know, yes, his tenure with, with New York didn't end in the best manner. However, you know, like he won a World Series with them. He, he's got against us of all teams. Yeah, he knows he knows how to win. And, and he's one of the bigger, you know, bigger name managers you can have in the league. So why not bring him in? You have you have Bryce Harper. You've got some other big name guys. Let's get it done. And, and it just hasn't it hasn't worked out like that at all. It's just like the same there were same fans. Way. There were fans celebrating that the Phillies finished over 500 this year for the first time since 2011. Like newsflash, they were one game over 500. Great job, guys. Woohoo, let's let's start the parade down Broad Street. Like that's not a success story whatsoever with the talent that's on this team at every single position. There's probably in terms of like position players, there's probably like four valuable guys on this team right now it's Bryce Harper it's JT Real Muto Gene Segura has been phenomenal for the Phillies and then Reese Hoskins because you see what happens when he gets injured and he's out of the lineup no matter how much people want to complain about his first base defense which sure it's below average but when his bats out of the lineup this Phillies offense struggles beyond belief those are four guys that are probably the most valuable pieces of this this franchise right now and then everywhere else you have holes to fill this offseason you don't know what you have in Alec Bohm Didi Gregorius has been an unmitigated disaster you have to replace Kutch in left field you have to replace number 37 in center field sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams Go to work, and with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP, breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You got a lot of spending to do this offseason, John this, Middleton. This is what they need to do. Just, just get the money, put it in their hand. And this free agent class, this free agent class is true to roof in terms of just talent across the board. They they have guys that they can go out and, and sign and improve this team at multiple positions. The only the only issue that makes it hard to sign free agents is is trying to convince them that it's going to be different. You know what I mean? Like it's like, why would I go to Philadelphia? They haven't won anything in over a decade. Like they, they show year in and year out that they can't get it done. How will I know I have the support to win? Because that's if you're if you're paying me this money, I'm coming there to win because I can go to other teams with other offers that will win 
and you need to show why it's different here. So they need to have the plan in place already. They need to be working diligently on multiple players at the same time so that they can use that as bargaining power to get some of these players in. I mean, they've got, like you said, a lot of work to do, and they better pull it off. And all I'm saying is I would love if Nick Castellanos came to Philadelphia. Castellanos, deep drive in the center field. Nick Castellanos has become a bit on this show over the past couple, like during baseball season, to the point where his mom now follows us on Twitter. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I I went to a game this past season, um, it was against them. And and he was, we were right behind him, right, right in the right, right, right field. <laughs> so we either had Bryce in front of us or we had Nick in front of us. Two all, legends. There, there's this group of like three kids. They were all like drunk, and every time he was out there, they were yelling that Castellanos meme. <laughs> it was it was so funny. That's hilarious. And the funniest part is like. We, because we put a clip out early baseball season that got like the attention of of Nick's mom. I was like, does he know like that he is like this meme? He knows. <laughs> That's great. I love that. And the best part is like he's on Instagram, but Nick Castellanos literally still has a flip phone. Like, does not operate off of a smartphone. Literally, only uses a flip phone to call people. I was like, this man is dedicated to the game. It's an old-fashioned flip phone, or is it one of those new flip phones that's the smartphone, too? Great question. Because they have the new ones. Yeah. They're making a comeback. (laughs) I think it's old-fashioned. That, wow. He's dedicated to the craft. You have to to press numbers multiple times to text one letter. He's got to pay 25 cents to tweet. (laughs) I I was telling my students that one day. I was like, you don't know what it's like. They were like, dang, your thumbs move mad fast when you text. And I was like, you know why, right? And they're like, no. And I'm like, did you know how like we used to text on old phones? And they go, I have no idea. I was like, if I wanted to type C, I'd have to press two, three times before going on to the next letter. I so had like, to hit that I, button more times than the actual number itself. If I wanted to type Castellanos in my text, it would take me five minutes to get. You'd get have correct. carpet tunnel by the time it was done. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad. <laughs> shouts out to shouts out to Nick then. That, that's respect, man. Respect. Uh, we are in the second quarter of the Sixers game as well, with the Sixers leading the six and one Chicago Bulls, thirty-one to nineteen. So Bulls kind of coming back down to earth. My computer says thirty-one twenty-two. Oh, so they must have made it three then. (laughs) Easy math. Yeah, 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 I just got the update. Quick maths. Um, I tweeted about this earlier, too. Speaking of growing roots uh, and the Eagles getting a win on Halloween over the winless Detroit Lions. Like, again, let's have a parade down Broad Street. Everybody celebrating a win. Um, The NFL trade deadline has come and gone. Eagles acquired uh, Kerry Vincent Jr. from the Broncos for a six-round pick in 2022. Very cool. He probably will be cut next season knowing the Eagles. Um, but there were trade rumors swirling around with, like, Philadelphia media bringing it up, like, that the Eagles were actively and aggressively trying to trade Fletcher Cox, which 
one made no sense to me because the dead money alone that the Eagles would have to take on for trading Fletcher Cox would be asinine. It would be around at least $25 million, if not upwards of $40 million from different you know sources I saw. Um, Fletcher Cox is one of those guys that, even though you traded Zach Ertz, he's like a forever eagle, and you're just giving him that one more opportunity to go out, win a championship, and do the damn thing. I don't know if I ever see Fletcher Cox getting traded from this Eagles team. He's a guy that has fully ingrained himself into just Eagles lore and being a guy who is a, a one-team type of guy. I I just don't understand why everybody is so adamant about trading Fletcher Cox. Those people just want to openly tank. Do you know how Which bad? I'm I'm all about that as well, but trading Fletcher Cox, like, you're not going to get any type of value for him just simply for the fact of, of the dead money you're going to have to absorb. Plus yeah. the contract that he still has right now, like exactly. that team's going to have to pay some of that. You owe him too much money. Like, why would you do that? It, it doesn't benefit the team financially to, to, to make the move. So why do it? it, it, it like you said, you're not going to get anything for him. Uh, so leave him there. He's a legend in the t- in the city. He's a legend for the team. Just let him keep doing his thing. He, no reason he, to get rid of him. And he posted on his Instagram, you know, Philly forever, and people started freaking out, thinking that like he was next to get traded. Um, but no, he's staying put. Um, so stop talking about trading Fletcher Cox. It's silly. It's dumb, and you should feel dumb if you're talking about it. Grow up. Yeah, get a grip. Um, but the trade that's also swirling around and has made. Even more news today is uh, Chris Mortensen was on Adam Schefter's podcast and said that at the top of the Eagles offseason to-do list is they are trying to trade for one Russell Wilson. Now, while I think Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback, I know he is disgruntled and kind of wants out of Seattle because things have fallen apart with the Seahawks. Um... I said trading for I tweeted this verbatim trading for a 30 a guy who's going to be 33 later this month just so Howie Roseman can have his Captain Ahab moment would be so on brand for the Philadelphia Eagles. It it, it doesn't make sense to do this when you have virtually the same player that in the offseason can work on his his weaknesses and become a, 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 a prototype like Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Wilson, um, who's who's younger, ten years younger, cheaper. It, it it doesn't make sense to do it. Don't do that. Like, like it, it's not like the Eagles are at a, a point where they are one Russell Wilson esque quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. There's it's so not like you're plopping him into a situation, you know say like a New Orleans or something like that, where sure, they have Jameis, but if you put Russell Wilson there, it probably takes them over the top. Uh-huh. It's not like you're putting him in a situation like Jacksonville where, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie and everything, but they have pieces around Trevor Lawrence that if you put Russell Wilson down there, they'd probably be a much better team right now. And it's also not like you're putting him in a, in a San Francisco type deal where the quarterback is the issue with them. 
the Eagles have so many holes on this team offensively and defensively that if you are going to try to trade multiple of these three potential first-round picks that you're going to have come draft time from the Dolphins, who are absolutely atrocious right now, so you have their first-round pick that could be a top-three pick, your pick, which could end up being top-10, the Colts pick, which if they continue to you know lose and Carson Wentz stays healthy, so you hit that 75% you know snaps played threshold, that's probably going to be somewhere, I'd say, if they don't bench him to manipulate the pick, anywhere from like 13 to like 22 could fall in that range somewhere. That's still a valuable pick to have. I see no value in, in trading those picks to go get Russell Wilson when it's not going to benefit this team and make them an immediate contender. You have so many issues in terms of depth along the offensive line with guys getting older, guys getting injured year in and year out, figuring out just cohesion across that offensive line. So you need some more depth there because the younger guys that are there have no NFL experience. So you're still trying to teach them the ways of, of the NFL and, and getting them experience as well. The The wide receiver position on this team, while I love Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, your veteran wide receiver, quote-unquote, on this roster is Greg Ward. Think Yikes. about that. Like, Yikes. You didn't bring in a single veteran of note to be a possession receiver to be kind of just a mentor in the locker room. Greg Ward is that guy for you. And while I love Greg Ward, he's a good dude. His story's fantastic. You need a veteran in that wide receiver room to teach these guys, again, the way of the land in the NFL. Devontae Smith, rookie. Quez Watkins, second year. Jalen Rager, second year. They have no, like, learning experience in the NFL. This team's extremely young in some positions, but some of the other spots on this team, they're older. They need to get younger. You, if you have opportunities in the NFL draft to go and get blue-chip players, you don't pass that up. There are so many talented players at positions of need, mind you, for this Eagles team going into the 2022 NFL draft that if they pass up on that, I, I just don't know where they go from here. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to do it. Like you said, three first-round picks. Three. Three. Two of which are, could be in the top ten. There's no reason to get rid of those when, like you said, there are areas where we're aging and need replacing. And we might as well get them in when we still have somebody there to teach them instead of just throwing them into the fire and hoping that it works. Uh our offensive threats are not good enough to where if we have Russell Wilson, <clears throat> it changes anything. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. And so what's he going to do? He's going to go there. He's going to play terrible. And he's going to make himself look bad. And and then the, the entire, you know, discussion will be, is he really that good anymore? Right? It's just – it's just a – it's going to increase the speed of his decline more than if he yeah. was still in Seattle. And it's not like you're trading for 30-year-old Russell Wilson. He's going to be 33, and while he's still playing at a very high level and an elite level, he's coming off of a hand injury right now that had pins in his fingers. 
You don't know how he's going to come back from that, so you'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of this season. But it's not like he's getting any younger. Sure, you move him a little a little closer to the East Coast so he can go play for the Yankees in spring training. But it, it just doesn't make logistical sense to me at all for the Eagles to mortgage these three first-round picks to go and trade for Russell Wilson when there are so many glaring holes on this roster that need to be improved through the draft, potentially through free agency as well. And you're just, you're Howie Roseman looking at the guy that got away in the 2012 NFL draft from you because Seattle took him before you. Well, newsflash, you were able to take Nick Foles and he turned into a franchise folk hero. Yeah. It's actually kind of crazy that Nick Foles is the best quarterback the Eagles have had in, in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> crazy to think about right it's absolutely insane that's a, that's another one of those shane victorino type things like even it is much shorter amount of time it's been five years but you know in the last yeah. five years the best quarterback the eagles have had was for a, a duration of time yeah because obviously carson had 2017 but one it wasn't a full season and in the grand scheme of his eagles career it was a flash in the pan Yep. Nick Foles had the 2013 season where he threw for 27 and two with Chip Kelly. And then, you know, goes away from the, it, it's almost like if Nick Foles isn't on the Eagles, he's not good anymore. Yeah. Cause everywhere else he went, he struggled, comes back to the Eagles, wins a Super Bowl. Fire. 2018 fills in for Wentz when he gets injured again, takes him to the playoffs and he's won Alshon Jeffrey drop away from going back to the Super Bowl. Cause they would have absolutely wiped the floor in the NFC championship game. Now, I think I know your answer for this, but I want to ask it anyway. Who's the better backup in your opinion? Nick Foles, or I think his first name was Eric, Eric Garcia. What was his first name? Was it Eric? Garcia. Oh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Uh, Foles. Because of the ring. Right. I think because of the ring and just because it was proven in multiple instances where Jeff Garcia was like one season was here, got us to the playoffs, did the thing, you know, down the stretch to beat the division opponents back to back to back, had the, you know, the Larry Poff moment. He's our baby. But I, I think it's Nick Foles just for the body of work. <laughs> Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I mean, man caught a pass called a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. I exactly. Mean, <laughs> yeah, like he's the one guy that went out and beat Tom Brady. There's only a couple guys that have been able to say that they do that in the Super Bowl. And it's Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Like, come on now. <laughs> By the like, way, Eli Manning, I love watching his like Monday Night Football with the Manning cast is going Dude, to be is- the number one Monday Night Football broadcast next year. I can absolutely it. love watching it. It is I, so good. The one time, I think it was the first time they had it on. They had like LeBron on. They had some other people on. I'm like, yo, what the heck is this? I'm watching Monday Night Football. 
I'm listening to Peyton make fun of Eli the whole time. <laughs> Eli's a punching bag for this whole thing. Eli's trying to give like actually actual like real introspective like analysis in the mm-hmm. game, like a la Tony Romo style. And then like Peyton's just like, yeah, no, you're ugly, Eli. <laughs> 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 I'm just like dying. they had Pat McAfee on one one of the games and they're talking about one night like after a game they went out to a casino or something and Pat's playing roulette with a bunch of people in, in the casino and he's betting on stuff and, and Peyton walks in through these doors and it's like God just walked through the doors and he's like hey Pat how about red 18 so everybody puts all their chips and everything on red 18 on the roulette table thing goes Boom, red 18. Peyton walks out. <laughs> nah, what? Peyton, Peyton is just absolutely He's ridiculous. so good. And the, and the best part is, like, he knows he's good, but he doesn't, like, flaunt it in yeah. terms of, like, the media scape. Like, he is so good on TV that, like, I, I would watch Peyton Manning and Eli. It's so funny how we, like have embraced Tony Romo and Eli once they retired as, as TV broadcasters. Uh, have you ever seen that, that, uh, that, the picture of the, uh, the Peyton Manning bust that they made for the, uh, <laughs> the hall of fame and how big, <laughs> how big man's sport. <laughs> and then somebody edited it and made it like, even look like Doug Dimmadome's hat. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. Did you see? Did you see that somebody dressed dressed up as Doug Demidome for Halloween? No way. They had like this like ten foot hat on oh there. Oh my head. god, that's Dude. amazing! I saw somebody dressed up as Doodle Bob. What's that? How, how did you do that? This girl had a dress and like had Doodle Bob's face as like the design on the dress, and then had a giant fucking pencil and was just like running around. <laughs> Yelling the doodle bob phrases. <laughs> nah, that's hilarious. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, speaking of Halloween, one of the most viral videos I've seen on the internet this week was this kid trick-or-treating. Might be the best trick-or-treater of all time. Yeah, this kid. This kid. For anybody who missed it, we're going to play it live here on, on the stream. Uh, but this kid... What what an innovative way to go trick-or-treating. I just want to know where his parents are. Right? He's just pulling up. He's got, like, his Paw Patrol fire jacket on. Yeah, shout-out to him for only taking a couple pieces, too. Right? Because having that kind of machinery... Throws <laughs> it in the trunk, straps just, up. He could have just went off with everything. And he backs out. He's he's look, looking. Look, he's, he's got some skill, too. Little K-turn knew- action there. <laughs> He used the grass as and a bumper. he says, skirt. See ya. <laughs> Bro, what? Nah, first off, I, I this was the first thought that went through my head. I was like, that car must have a crazy battery in it. Right. Because for him to go through neighborhoods, even hit just from house to house to house to house to house, if he lived, like, let's assume he lives in a cul-de-sac. Bro. You need you a Tesla charging like station. Around. Yeah, next thing you know, that man's got power steering. <laughs> He's got a turbo. Man already man. knows how to K-turn. 
Yeah, oh my god, yo, what the heck? How he's gonna he pass his driver's that? test with flying colors. His dad he should, was... When he's old enough to go get his license, he should just present that video <laughs> to to the motor vehicle people and be like, I'm good, like give me my license. That that man's dad drives funny cars. <laughs> he's like, Hey son, you wanna go learn something real quick? Yeah, that's crazy, man. That, that video was hilarious. I was like, I, I just want to know where the parents are. Where are the parents? There's no parent there right. watching or walking along with him. Like, this is this is dangerous. This is dangerous. It's like time trick or treating. Yeah, you know you've got families going from neighborhood to neighborhood in vans and shit. Right. Like, like, what if he drives into the street? It's dangerous, man. Man's is just. I'm good. He had like the reflectors on his fire jacket. <laughs> Yeah, he's being real safe. His parents really did him up. They're like, we don't feel like going out. Man's is a genius want, like he's Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. You got your you got your power wheels in the uh in the garage. Just put your reflectors on, honey. Go have fun. <laughs> honey, what the your heck? dad and I have been drinking far too much tonight. Go enjoy trick-or-treating. <laughs> We've had too many Kenwoods, baby. You gotta go out yourself. <laughs> that kid. Just an absolute G. Like, and that made me think. I was like, damn, why couldn't those cars have been around when we were that kid's age so we could go trick-or-treating in those cars? Those long-ass driveways you used to have to walk up when we were trick-or-treating. I had that a, kid I just had changed the wheels. game. I had like, a Power Wheels, but I my mom wouldn't let me go anywhere outside of my right? front yard with it. So, you know, unless she was walking with me. So, like, if I wanted to do that, like, I think what I had was like a – like a police four-wheeler or something mm-hmm. like that. So like if I dressed up as like a cop or something and wanted to take that around, my mom or my dad would be like right next to me when, when I'm doing that. They wouldn't just be like, have fun. <laughs> go get your candy. <laughs> like, what? What an absolute G. Did you see the video of the kid who went to a house and uh, took candy from a bowl, but like it was the last of the candy? So he put it back and then took some candy out of his bag and put no. it into the into the bowl and was like, that should be good. And then like walked away and his mom was like, that was a very good deed, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> like, yo, what? At least we know that there are some good kids still in this world. Shout out they, to the TikTokers. <laughs> right? Like he, he walked up. He was like, let me be a good guy. Let me drop a couple right. Reese's in there. Here's a Snickers. Now, what if he just took all like the shitty candy that he had? And it was just like, I don't want this. Here's a bunch of mounds. What's with all these? What's with all these houses not actually answering the door? Yeah. But, I mean, I get it. Like a pandemic still going on, so like it's probably safer. But like, are people just trying to get like content for the internet? Because everybody has feels a ring, like that. Everybody has a ring doorbell, and everybody's putting their <laughs> their bowls. Right in front of it. So they Ring, can if see you'd what like happens. to, if you'd like to sponsor us, so we can get doorbell content, hey, we'll throw it up on the Instagram real quick. I'll, t- I'll gladly take one. I don't have a doorbell in my house. I would love one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of going viral on the internet, um, Gritty is an island boy. Dude, what was that? <laughs> I kid you not. I watched that video like three hundred times. The best part is when when the lyrics that say like they're staring at the sun come on and he's just like staring, <laughs> he's just not moving. 
that and it's like i would keep that gun and he's got the money gun yeah they had to make it family friendly you oh know yeah what i mean but <laughs> that was hilarious my guy <laughs> my guy the the island boys easily top 10 like most viral story of 2021 yeah we're in november and that thing is going to top a lot i we gotta wait till next month because then a lot of people are going to be doing like the reviews of all the memes. Because maybe oh, I'm I totally don't remember, blogging it. Maybe I don't remember some of the stuff, right? So like, like the recency bias is kind of like clouding our minds, and they're like, "Yeah, Island Boy's the best one," but like I can't think off the top of my head right now. But like, are there any twenty twenty like early ones that the milk bad? crate challenge was a hot one for a, a quick minute? Yeah, that one was that one was cool. Dangerous. Uh, cool. I believe it was in January, like when when restaurants and things were still shut down and restaurants were like struggling. Uh, Matt and I, our first weird news of the week was uh, this guy volunteered at his favorite restaurant to sit in like one of those inflatable pools full of bean dip to raise money to help keep his favorite Mexican restaurant open. <laughs> nice, nice. Hopefully that was exfoliating. I mean, absolutely why? absurd. Why? Like, what do you do if you use the bathroom or something? He he loves that restaurant that much. Loves that. Must love bean dip. And uh, <laughs> the, the 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 pandemic brought out the crazy in people. Bezos trying to go to the moon. <laughs> I mean, they went to space. Yeah, space and uh, the the owner of Virgin. Mm-hmm. Well, I forget his name, but they both did it. I think twenty twenty one has been wild. <laughs> Elon is trying to take us to to Mars. He's trying to end world hunger. Zuckerberg is creating it. the metaverse. The metaverse. <laughs> oh God! I man. can't wait for the social network too. <laughs> Dude, uh, what, what a time to be alive, huh? What is, what is what is, what is this world? We're all going to be walking around with the fucking oculuses on our faces. Oh my god. I saw something on TikTok and it talked about um it was using some I forget the title of the book, but it was a sci-fi book that kind of talks about the metaverse. The the whole concept of the metaverse as, as a phrase was first used in this book before, you know, Zuckerberg ever came up with, you know, naming and stole it. <laughs> yeah. So, but in this book, the metaverse is fundamentally the same thing that like Zucks is, is where it's like, Hey, you know, if you want to go do something from the comfort of your home, you can go do it, whatever you want, go ahead and do it. But as we all know, with what with what goes on in the internet, and especially with with businesses, and they got to become profitable at some point, there's going to become an ease of access for certain people at first, right? Because getting an Oculus, getting the the the, the type of stuff that it takes to, you know, run these programs and, and do this stuff is expensive, right? So there's a class issue. First off, the people that are going to be able to get it, especially you know, they're talking about these like three millimeter thick like exo suits that you put on so you can feel stuff on your body like in the metaverse it's going to be expensive so the first people that are going to have access to this stuff are people with money 
before they make cheaper options for the you know everyday folk that get in and are behind the eight ball with whatever. So the metaverse could have, you know, structured things, you know, within that just go against the whole idea of what it's supposed to be, right? You're able to do anything. Everybody's kind of on an equal level playing field. Nobody has power over somebody, but now all these people that came in early have power. So the thing that you're using to get away from the real world actually just becomes the real world. It, it, that's it's what the real whole premise of the book play. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's what the book was talking about. So this TikTok was saying like, Hey, you know, it's kind of scary that now Zuck's coming out with this and calling it the metaverse and that this could actually potentially happen with it. So, so wild. Yeah. It's, it's weird times we live in weird, weird <sighs> times. The, uh, the top bins update on this week's episode, since there was no episode this week with Matt and Sarah on their mini moon, uh, big news of course had to drop though, Dom, uh, Tottenham has a new manager. Somebody you guys talked about last week on the pod as well, potentially replacing a different manager, but uh, Antonio Conte now uh, leading the charge with Tottenham Hotspur. Back for his second time in the Premier League. So, um, you know, this he's had a very good history of taking teams that are like four, anywhere between fourth and 10th place, takes over, wins the league with them the next season. And it, it's kind of crazy. You know, he, he's given two years basically, and he'll end up winning the league. So, you know, he, he demands a lot of players, very intense, you know, training and stuff like that. Pictures from today's training session uh, out of Tottenham, uh, players looked happy, you know, for once. They looked like they were enjoying their time. Uh, it, it's a good move, you know, and, and shame on Manchester United for not, you know, acting sooner and, and still thinking that they should believe in Ole because they dropped the ball on this. Conte was waiting for Manchester United when Manchester United didn't come in a timely manner, his agent was like, Hey, you, you got to do something. So decided to go with the next team that was going to fire their manager. Tottenham saw an opportunity and they acted on it. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, I know it took the internet by storm uh, in the soccer world um, just to, you know, have his name out there. And now he's going to a team that is in that realm that you said. And uh, like you said, he's got two years. I believe they signed him through 2023. So, We'll see if uh, if Ryan, our boy, is uh, oh he's he's so excited doing backflips in the next couple of years. He already had. I remember when the news first came out, he texted me and Matt in a group and was like, "Hey, check this out." <laughs> um, it was actually I think it was actually when did the news come out? Sunday or Saturday? Um, I can tell you right now. I forget what day because uh, we were doing something with the wedding, and I couldn't answer. Because I had no service. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always 
Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Bins time. What's up? We're back. Uh, it was yesterday. Okay, so the actual so news the came out yesterday. Yeah, they officially yeah, yeah, announced yeah. it yesterday, so I'm so, sure the rumors were swirling. Oh yeah, he again. sent it yesterday when I was taking some of the water and stuff like that. True. So, or not? No, wait. Yesterday. That yesterday's Tuesday. Monday, it was either Monday or Sunday. He yeah. said something out when the because I think the rumors were like starting to swirl that like it was yeah. going to happen, and then yeah. Um, here's a weird stat that I saw on Twitter today. There have been only three seasons in Zlatan Ibrahimovic's entire career where he did not win the domestic league of the country he played in. Every single year that he did not win was. A team managed by Antonio Conte. Wow. All three. So uh, when he played at Milan the first time in 2011-2012, Conte was in charge of Juventus. Juventus won. Uh, When he was at Manchester United, I'm pretty sure that Conte won the league with Chelsea. Um, And there was another one somewhere. I don't remember which one it was. but um, So... Last Oh, it was last year. Last year, Conte was in charge of Inter. Inter won the league. So, Conte's gone. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Milan lost today in the in the Champions League. They drew today in the Champions League, so it's looking all but bleak for them to move on. Um, Liverpool did get a win, I think, today against Atletico Madrid. So, uh, there still is hope if Milan end up beating Liverpool and Atletico Madrid, which is very tough. And, and you got to hope that Porto lose some games. Um, it, it, it's very it's very weird. You got to hope for a Porto draw with Atleti. You got to hope that Liverpool beat Porto. Uh, it, it's it's very weird. It doesn't look like they're going to be in European competition, but that's good for Milan because then they can focus on the league, which they are tied at the top. So, you know, there's some benefits to it. There's some negatives, but, you know, I'd rather see Milan win Serie A than move on to the knockout stages to lose in the first round uh, of Champions League. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you and Matt chilling at the top of both of your leagues. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been telling people this for the past few days because they've been making fun of Milan not having any points in in their Champions League group table. And like Juventus fans came out like today and were saying talking about it. Roma fans have been saying it. They're not even Champions League. And it's like, if we were in any other group other than the group that we were in with the best team, one of the best teams in the world, the top two team in the world, and then a sneaky good like top five team in the world, we would have points. We would have won games. If we, if me, if Juventus switched places with Milan in their groups, Milan would have points. Milan would win games. Uh, it's just, it's just so unfortunate. But yeah. You know, everything's looking good in the league. There's a tough few games 
uh, ahead of Milan. They play Inter on the weekend, so that's going to be that's going to be kind of crazy. Um, and they got another they got another tough Champions League game, and then uh, another tough. I forget who they play. I think they may play like Juventus or something later on next, the following week. So um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. But as long as they focus more on the league results, I think that things will be good. And for Liverpool, I mean, they just can't be stopped. They're winning games by multiple goals, scoring at will. It doesn't matter who they play because they are so deep in so many different like areas of the field. Uh, they're a very scary team to watch. Uh, and, and you know, you hope that you're a fan of them or you're neutral because if they're playing your team, just get ready to lose. That's, that's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, they've been dominant. Matt uh, reached sports nirvana with them. Uh, a couple weeks ago when they beat Manchester United. so That was a fun episode to record. He was so happy. He was over the moon. Um, so, yeah, be sure to follow Top Bins on Twitter at FC Top Bins to keep up to date with the pod. Um, and we're going to get into the final segment of the show, our Buffs and Snuffs Survivor update, as we always do, Matt and I, the avid Survivor fans we are. Um, this season has been absolutely absurd and dom i feel like you would be an absolute like survivor fan if you were able to dive into it It, i think it's your speed i I like reality tv like i i used to watch like first few like seasons like early on when it Mm -hmm. first came out when we were super young because you know there's only a few tvs in the house right you know and if i'm hanging out with my parents you know you're gonna watch it um, but I never got like hooked on to watching it because I just started watching less and less TV. Uh, I may give it another chance. I may, this I may season is like it. Survivor on jet fuel because of the, the quarantine period that they had to have. It's a shorter season in terms of just days that they're out there. So it's only a 26-day season instead of 39. Obviously, the for the viewing experience, it's still going to be the same. Like The amount of episodes and everything are going to be the same. Um, like there's weeks where there aren't votes and stuff like that to extend uh-huh. everything, but like where they are now in terms of the season, it's only been a couple weeks that it's been back. Um, but it's like they're at mid season, almost of a regular survivor season. Um, the advantage that was given to Erica last week when they did a sort of pseudo merge, um, she was left out, had to get sent to, uh, kind of exile island by herself for two days two nights jeff shows up at the island at the end of the episode has an advantage for her where she essentially can change the events of the merge challenge with this hourglass that jeff presented to her and if she smashed the hourglass instead of the team that got merge immunity having it it would flip to where they go to tribal council instead of the team that lost so basically can like rewrite the events of the merge challenge and flip it in favor of the losing team rather than the winning team. So now, is we're she allowed find to hold out. on to that or does she only have to use that for this one specific challenge? So the next challenge that they're going to tonight, she has to make that decision in front of everybody and let them know uh, the choice that she made before she enters back into the game. Is everybody on her team in an alliance with her, or are there people that she has an alliance with on the other team? So that's the interesting part. So it's been three tribes this season through and through until now. Um, 
she was kind of on the outs in the tribe that she was on, but this tribe hadn't lost at all uh, in terms of immunity challenges. So no, they had not like her tribe that she was on hadn't gone to tribal council yet. So they don't even have torches. Like they just are such a dominant team. Um, but she's like on the outs in terms of like the main core of that tribe. But now they're a little split up because of the merge. Um, so it's going to be interesting with the decision she ends up making because that's a, a game altering, you know, move yeah, in of terms course. of just like trust and, you know, being huh. able to be on somebody's side or not and sending people to tribal council that had just won a challenge, got to go to the merge feast and all that. It's something that we haven't ever seen at Survivor before. I, uh, I've been watching The Circle on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched that I've heard that that's one. good. Yeah, dude. So, like, because I watch, like I said, like you just said, I watch shows like that. I just haven't gotten into Survivor. I don't watch stuff when it comes out. Like, what, what night does Survivor come out? So it is on Wednesday nights at 8. Um, but the nice thing is now that all of the streaming platforms are out there and things have, you know, merged and stuff, every season of Survivor is on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, beautiful. including new ones. So, like, yeah. if I miss it, I can just go on and watch. Oh, okay, cool. I may just watch it then. Yeah. So that's not the nice part about Paramount Plus finally existing with all the CBS and Viacom properties. Oh, if Paramount Plus, yo, uh, send a little sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. I absolutely love it. I think that that's one of the best decisions I made was to purchase a subscription to Paramount Plus because. There's so much soccer that I can watch on there. I get football games on there when, mm -hmm. when they're on CBS. There's so much to watch. I, I mean, it, it's I, I like it sometimes better than Netflix. So so I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, Dylan and I talked about that on streamer season. Like, for a while, Netflix was, like, on the downslope. Like, it felt like nobody was talking about Netflix. And then they had their uh, hashtag to dumb event which was like their virtual like con showing off like all the shows and stuff that were coming out. My goodness, dude, is Netflix back? Yeah. Like the shows yeah. and movies that are coming out on Netflix over the next year. Well, they had to still show that they were a serious streaming platform because, yeah. you know, people are, people are already annoyed because they can't see certain content that's on Netflix because of their location and they have to get a VPN so mm -hmm. that they can do that. Hey, express VPN. How about you? Uh... Through. <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, they, they have to. This, there was so much. This the past two years has been such a big influx of streaming services and those streaming services getting popular. Right. ESPN Plus was a thing before the pandemic. But then when they partnered up with Hulu and Disney Plus, you know, you've got some big stuff going on. Paramount Plus came out over the last two years. HBO Max. Uh, yeah. YouTube TV has you know, taking, taking a step forward YouTube premium. So like Apple TV, I mean, how can I forget about Apple TV? The best show on streaming is on Apple TV. So, um, I can't, I can't wait for the next season. Of that. I, I have to get on a streamer season. We have fun on streamer show. season. Now we kind of changed the format a bit where like we talk about like the news in the streaming world too. It's, uh, Hell yeah. it's a lot of fun. Next season of uh, Ted Lasso. Let's let's get it going. I have to watch Ted Lasso. I haven't watched Ted Lasso at all. Huh? Because, well, here, 
here's I'll put it in this perspective. When it first came out, I didn't realize I had it, but I found out recently, like probably in the spring, that my Fire Stick, I have Apple TV Plus through my Fire Stick that I did some things with. (laughs) So, I do have Apple TV Plus. Hey, hey, the episodes are fast. They're quick. You can watch a lot real fast in a, in a few hours, especially when you don't have anything to do. You can you can get through a whole season pretty quickly. So, um, plus Prime Video's out there too with some stuff. Yeah, actually, Prime Video low key has some has some nice little things. The Boys season three coming out this month, I think. Uh, what was the one? We did. Hunters. I couldn't even get. Yeah, well, yeah, Alice. Hunters. What about um? What was that one show? where the guy dies and then they like transport his consciousness to oh um i know what you're talking about i couldn't even get a whole through a whole episode with monica because as soon as they like burn the guy's head off his neck (laughs) in the first episode monica was like i can't watch this we gotta turn this off this is too weird (laughs) i haven't watched it since is it uh upload i think it's called yeah 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 upload upload yeah I, I couldn't make it through the first episode i have to give it another chance yeah that's on there i have to watch invincible that's on there uh superhero like animated show that's apparently like ridiculously good uh jack ryan's on there like amazon like is one of those things where they don't advertise their their streaming titles quite like the other platforms but like they can go toe-to-toe with almost any show or movie that they have on there yeah it's it's a, it's, a, it's low key like people don't realize it and and having prime gets you so many perks with so many things inside video games twitch amazon prime streaming thursday night football yeah like there's so much there's so much it's kind of ridiculous it is absurd um so check out our podcasts across the network streamer season top bins uh new episode of the getting the whole podcast just dropped with steve and john uh with everything going on the pga tour there is a you'll you'll find this interesting there is a golf version of the super league trying to form so everything that was going on with like the the big soccer teams and stuff in europe trying to form the super league there's a, uh, a like Saudi Arabia tour that they went hardcore fire and brimstone with that. Like they said, if any of the PGA tour guys tried to join that tour, they'd be banished from the PGA tour for life. They wouldn't be able to compete in the FedEx Cup. All this stuff. So it, is it a tour of just Saudi courses? That's what I think it is, and then they're trying to expand it. Past they have that. a roster of guys that mm-hmm. just play. They just and, and, hired a commissioner that is like a big name in golf. Yo, um, Saudi money is different. different Saudi different. money is different. <laughs> like they just pay for whatever and just hope that they can like they're trying to they're trying to take over like sporting like everything is crazy. Like it's their money nuts. is nuts. There, there's some things. There's some other things I've heard about Saudi money that. All right, suitable for this show. So I'll talk to you after the show about <laughs> it. <but. laughs> yeah, so check out the new episode of Getting the Whole Podcast, Fourth and Goal, obviously rocking and rolling with your fantasy football content. 
OTB, we're rocking and rolling. NLL season right around the corner. Cannot wait. Uh, And, of course, this show. Follow us on social media, at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Dom at Wash Lifestyle. Check out his Twitch streams. Are you going live tonight, Dom? No. Uh, Monica's You went live earlier today. That's right. I didn't know. No? Yesterday. Uh, Yesterday. Earlier today, as in like maybe like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., yeah. but um, now Monica's going on a trip uh, for a like bridal party, like bridal shower weekend in Florida. So for everyone that doesn't know, Dom and Monica are professional wedding goers. Hell yeah, dude. We've been to so many weddings. <laughs> we have more. We still have like four more to go to. It's you need like a suit or tuxedo sponsor ASAP. Yeah, dude. I need to get something. Like LA Mail and Violent. What's up? <laughs> Luggage sponsor. Um, but yeah, she go she leaves tomorrow morning, so we're gonna hang out. We're gonna watch more of the circle. We may try to finish a few episodes before going to sleep. I gotta wake up at like five AM to like drive her to Philly, uh, to get to you know, get to the airport in time to catch her flight. So um I'll be streaming tomorrow though. I'll be I'll be on in the morning since I'll be up. So uh, I'll be opening some FIFA rewards. Should probably playing some games or something like I don't even know. I I just got a new game. I kind of want to try it out on stream. It's called Riders Republic. It came out I think yesterday or no the twenty eighth. Um, it's like an action sports kind of thing, like mountain biking, bike racing, snowboarding, skiing, oh, sick. paragliding and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. So. Um, I, I got that on my PC, so I kind of want to run that uh, a little bit on stream just to have a little bit of fun, switch it up. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what time. I'll be I'll be live at some point. That's so why you got to follow sure him follow on Twitter me. at Watch Lifestyle and twitch.tv slash a hairy ape. And, of mm-hmm. course, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PHI. And uh, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed. If it's Apple Podcasts, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about the Sixers so far this season. Everything going on with them. Let us know how you feel about the Spectrum uniforms. Maybe a giveaway on the horizon. Uh, Let us know about the Russell Wilson trade rumors, how you feel about those. And, uh, of course, anything else in between. Five stars only, though, because we have standards. We know you do, too. And uh, you can also check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Use promo code USP at checkout. You get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwoods on tap. you got to be 21 or older to go to their website and use the Kenny Tracker. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 374. For my man Dom, the newly married Matt Castorina, my sister, I'm KB. Till next week, guys, we are signing off. But be sure to stick around because Steven Schneider is next up on the Twitch channel with his virtual golf career as one of the best goddamn virtual golfers on the planet. He's nice. He's unreal. He's nice. 
He's ridiculous. So tune in for that. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. But that's going to do it for us. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.